is your money safe in Metrobank? Now, if you're in the UK, you would have seen all the headlines over the last few days that Metrobank's share price has collapsed by 30%. And uh, it, it seems to be in a bit of trouble. They have to raise £600 million to continue with their expansion programme. This is a bank that actually has branches. Other branch, other banks are closing down their branches. They are planning to open up 11 new branches every year. Uh, it's quite an ambitious plan. Um, and it, you know these branches are very swanky branches in shopping centers and town centers. They, they, they call them stores, by the way. And th this is probably why they need so much money to carry on with their expansion. I'm just going to share my screen with you and show you what's been going on. Because the real question people are asking is, is my money safe? Obviously, they want to know that their money is safe if they've got savings in Metrobank. So let's go to a screen now. Right, I'm going to share a screen which uh, is is from some of the, the press that out there that are reporting on Metrobank because people want to know, is my money safe in the bank? Now, personally, I, I like this bank. I think they're a great bank. I, I've got an account with them, a couple of accounts with them, and they're really helpful. I mean, you, you can talk to people on the phone. Yeah, you can actually talk to people. That's right. Other brand, other banks don't want to talk to you. Just like gas companies, electricity companies, nobody wants to talk to you anymore. They just want you to direct you to this site and this chat thing, chat to a bot. And it's just so frustrating. I, I've been dealing with some, this is my rant today, that why these companies just don't want to speak to their customers they don't even have their phone numbers on on websites and letters anymore um it, it's just so frustrating that you go round and round in, in circles um they, they make huge profits in this country with with uh, customers here and yet they're exporting the jobs to other countries you know they're making the money here but they're, they're they're employing people somewhere else and and these are institutions which are, are near monopolies you you need a bank you need gas and electricity account and that sort of thing um something should be done about it to control them because they're just really um ripping us off in effect because they're, they're just uh, holding us to to sort of a ransom situation anyway let's let's get on with the the rent okay so i want to share this screen with you this is metro bank I, I personally think they're a great bank they've got branches they've got people in the branches they'll pick up you know they'll answer your calls they'll speak to you or help you in the branch they don't just say well go on the website and do this and do that they really are a, a really good bank I, I love metro bank um now it says here urgent talks were held uh this week thursday with treasury officials and the bank of england after reports that the bank was seeking to raise 600 million to, to strengthen its finances this is because they need money to expand the branches, as I was saying. Shares uh, prices have fallen by uh, 30%. I think it was 25% yesterday. Now, this branch was, the bank was set up by this American billionaire, Vernon Hill, and, and then it was floated. Um, it, it's got 2.7 million customers and holds about 15 billion worth of deposit accounts. They're quite a, they're quite a big concern, but they're not as big when you, you know, you compare them to say, NatWest, Royal Bank of Scotland, uh, HSBC and Lloyd's and that sort of thing. But uh, they are a pretty big concern. Um, the share prices were launched at £20 a share and now they stand it below 50p per share. Is that a good buy? I, I'm not saying buy shares, but that's a big drop. Um, so 
I don't think we need to go into too much detail here, but um, the share price has gone down. You can see here, uh, they're, they're, they're what's called a challenger bank, um, heavily invested in, in, in maintaining the branch network, whereas others are closing branches, they're opening them. So in, in, in the town where my branch is, I think three or four banks have closed down. And every time they close down, the, the, all the customers migrate to, to Metro Bank. Uh, it seems like some of the big the big uh, banks now, NatWest, HSBC, they're not just interested in little current accounts anymore. They, they just don't care. Um, and also Metro Bank have safety deposit boxes, which, you know, they charge for, but it makes them money. It's, it's They're doing the sort of things that old-fashioned banks used to do a few years ago. And people like that. You know, they like to be able to go in a branch. People know you. They talk to you. Uh, but... You know, it, it seems like that maybe they're not popular with the other banks. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly I think that there must certainly be a thorn in their side because they're giving such good service. Now, is your money safe? That's that's what people want to know. Well, of course, you're, you're, you're protected up to 85,000 of deposits per individual per financial institution um, in, in the UK. That's the, 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 the deposit insurance protection scheme. So if the bank, if it if it did. Uh, uh, go into liquidation your your money is safe in that in that respect under the financial services compensation scheme but if you've got more than eighty five thousand pounds in in that account then you might want to think about moving it because you know if you've got a uh, hundred thousand then you're only protected up to eighty five thousand should you move the fifteen thousand somewhere else well i would say yes and that's the same with any bank uh, i i would definitely think about not having all your eggs in one basket where you're only protected up to 85,000 pounds. There was also another report that said they were looking to sell off their, their mortgage book to raise this money because uh, they, they they do mortgages or they have done mortgages. I'm not sure about now. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, it would be a good idea to um, not have more than 85,000 per individual in, in, in any one account, one bank, I, I would spread it around. Uh, it said that the Metro Bank has approached Lloyds and NatWest about buying three billion worth of uh, its home loans. Um, you know, they, they they will need to fortify their bank balance sheet, as it as it as it said. Uh, NatWest has declined to comment. So so there you go. That's that's the situation. Um, I I also think that you know banks in in the UK very rarely um, get into trouble. They're quite well regulated. And the last time they did, when we go think about Northern Rock, um, it, it was taken over by another institution. And I think that that is what would happen here. We know that in America, uh, Signature Bank and, and a couple of these other regional banks have have collapsed. And, uh, you know, there might be some others to come. But I don't think Metro Bank is one of that type of situation. Now, all I can say to you is, um, you know, your money is safe up to eighty five thousand pounds. Even if they, they went down, I, I personally think that they, the, the, the branch network and the bank would be taken over by uh, another institution, maybe another bank, a rival bank. Um, I, I hope that doesn't happen because I wouldn't like to see NatWest or HSB start stepping in and then close all these branches down or stores, as they're called, uh, because I, I like the way Metrobank operate. So, so there you go. I wish I wish them luck. I, I spoke to my manager today and he said there's no problem. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. He, he's not he's probably not sitting on the board talking to people about how to raise the, these funds. But anyway, he said there's no problem, but he's had a lot of calls. Um, of course, you could have a situation where 
you know, if the news on BBC tonight said, oh, your money's not safe, get your money out, there could be what's called a run on the bank where everyone wants their money back. They, they start pulling their money out. And then, of course, the bank haven't got all the money that's sitting in the accounts because they lend it out. It's fractional reserve lending. They, they take money from you, which you think is, is on deposit with them. And in fact, in effect, you're lending the money to them. Um, and that then they uh, they lend that out. You know, they make money on your money. Uh, so if, if there's a run on the bank and everyone wants their money out, then it just it's like a domino effect. The whole thing would just collapse. But I, I, I haven't seen any evidence of that happening. Um, I, I, I mean, if you see a big queue outside your uh, Metro Bank, you might want to start worrying. But as I said, you're protected up to eighty five thousand pounds anyway. Um, I, you know, I mean, there are there is talk about changing the way this compensation scheme works. Um, instead of you know the government say buying out a bank they would buy in and, and depositors would, would in effect become like creditors and just have shares in in the bank they would be issued some sort of share options with, within the bank uh, rather than just having their cash but we, we don't know I think that that could happen if there's if there's more than um, you know if there's a run of bank collapses but as I said even in the last financial crisis um, the big banks here, the main banks, didn't get into trouble. Northern Rock was a former building society that converted to a bank, um, as was, I think, Bradford and Bingley. Um, and, and they were quite small players. And Northern Rock, I think, got into trouble because they were lending on commercials and they, they got into commercials. But their mortgage book itself was was not in any any problems. Um, the, the other banks, of course, you had NatWest bailed out by the government um, during, during that period. But, you know... People, no one's lost any money in the UK due to, to bank problems. So, so there you go. I, I, you know, the, the choice is yours as to what you do, um, and 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 take it from there. I want to talk also about um, property prices um, in in the UK. Prices have been falling, biggest fall since two thousand nine. That was only a few hours ago. House prices fall for the six months running in September. Uh, that's the Guardian house prices. Sellers wait in a month to slash prices are losing five thousand pounds on on average. Uh, again, uh, you know we've been talking about this for quite a while. Uh, prices have, um, have have been falling for a while. I think it's just taking time to to filter through to the the actual figures. Um, again, here Data Express house prices plummet by five percent in twenty twenty three after six consecutive monthly fall. We can just have a quick look at that. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we are certainly seeing problems in, in the housing market. And, you know, I, I'm trying to sell properties through through my online estate agents and they're not moving. Things are, are very tough. Rental market is very, very busy because there's a shortage of rental properties. Um, but you know, other than that, uh, things are tough. Now, this is a report from the Halifax House Price Index. The, this only covers Halifax customers, of course, and then the other one is the nationwide index. Uh, yeah, however, um, that's a lot of people. They're, they're probably the biggest lender in the UK. So uh, lender said house prices fell by 0.4% in September, but that's just a one month fall, six consecutive monthly fall, and compared to a drop of 1.8% in, in August, that dropped nearly 2% in August and nearly half percent um, in, in, in September. So, of course, you know, you're looking at um, two and a half uh, percent in, in a couple of months. Um, and, and it's not only that, but the market has just slowed down. I mean, people are still moving. There's still some people moving. There's still 
um, transaction taking place. I mean, sisters I've spoken to said, yeah, that it's, it's starting to pick up. I think it did pick up slightly when interest rates were frozen or, or didn't go up, in other words, by, by the Bank of England. But that could change. If inflation keeps getting out of control, interest rates will go up again. We said on an annual basis, prices are down by 4.7%, uh, largely unchanged from August, 4.5%. So, so, so there you go. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot, you know, you think 4%, 5%, what, what's that? But that's, you know, that's 5,000 on every 100,000 round house. So, you know, on, on a half a million pound house, that's that's a 25,000 drop. I've had a client recently, we've had to drop the price um, from 525 to 500, just under now down to sort of 470. So that's quite a drop, you know, and it, unfortunately things are just just not really moving. It's it's, it's a big concern for the, for the market for uh, for the UK market because property fuels a lot of things, uh, jobs wise, um, for in, in terms of um, you know, employment, people spending money. Uh, spending money on on improving homes, moving, all, all the services that go with it. Um, and uh, another report here by the BBC, prices, house price falls expected into the new year, according to uh, the, the, the Halifax, that, that's the lender. And uh, the, the big lenders don't normally make these sort of predictions. They don't like to talk the market down. They talk about things like soft landing, uh, an easing of prices rather than falling and plummeting. They don't, they don't like to use this word. Halifax, part of the Lloyds Banking Group, big banking group we talked about, uh, said that property prices were were four percent, four point seven percent lower in September, um, and and they're expecting things to, to continue like this in, into the new year. And of course, we're coming into the winter months when things really do slow down. So you can see a year-on-year -year price change. That was the the, the two thousand and eight nine drop there, two thousand and ten. You can see then it climbed up quite sharply down again there, up, down a bit there. And, and then, uh, you know, then we had that wild period in the last couple of years where prices did kind of shoot up uh, 2018, 19, 20. And I think a lot of uh, sellers are still in this mindset that, you know, they can get high prices for their property and people will be queuing up to, to buy, but but that's not the case now. It, things have really uh, sl slowed down. Uh, Mortgage-wise, we, we've seen that, uh, there's there's better deals out there. I think I spoke about this on my on one of my earlier podcasts. Um, yeah, that there's that, that when when the the interest rates did not go up uh, when the Bank of England met last month, things have settled down. So so prices are you know of mortgages have come down. Of course, the lenders need to lend. The lenders need to to lend. Uh, just just check on the stock markets there. Not much happening there. Things are all sort of pretty stable there. But I, I, I wouldn't have all my money in stocks and shares right now. Personally, I think that the market is is, is very high. So th there's some other news. Renters chasing each home uh, jumps from 20 to 25 renters. Now, certainly when I put renters on rental homes on the market, you know, I'm inundated with, with calls. And, you know, the landlords have been able to get £200 a month more or 10% more than they were, you know, a year or so ago. Uh, so, yeah, it, you know, it, it's quite serious for rents. You've, you've got to feel for people that are trying to rent property. Of course, it all gets back to a shortage of properties being built and a shortage of rental properties being built, uh, especially at the social rent, rent end of the market. You know, governments have, and councils have built very few social houses in the last, 
I would say, 30 or 40 years uh, compared to that big boom in the, the 50s and 60s and 70s where they, they really built a lot of properties, you know, tens of thousands of properties and built new towns like Milton Keynes and Harlow and Basildon and Crawley uh, and, 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 you know, really went for it. You know, they really did expand and because uh, London was overcrowded then uh, as it is now, but a lot of people then moved out of London into these these new areas, these new developments where they were building you know, thousands and thousands of properties. But that that imagination is gone. They just, just all sort of slowed up, and they're just relying on you know private developers to to build a few homes and give out some for for social housing or affordable housing, which are not affordable because they tend to be on shared ownership schemes. And the other thing I just want to touch on is that. We are seeing uh, some problems with people that have bought new properties in the last few years on, on help to buy schemes. And I, I think I mentioned this before, uh, but this help to buy scheme is a government scheme where they top up your, your, your uh, deposit so that you don't need such a big deposit to buy. But that, that deposit now is, is still there. That, that, that loan is still there tacked onto your ordinary mortgage, which I think is running at now 7%. And you can't just switch it and get a get a better fixed rate deal so people are paying a lot for these deposits but the, the more worrying thing is that they can't even get out of the situation because the the the, the property they've bought say two three years ago has gone down in value because they were overpriced in the first place you know like a car when you buy a car new and you you drive it off the forecourt and you, you try and sell it the next day it's gone down by 15 20 percent immediately right unless it's some rare kind of uh Porsche sports car or a Rolls Royce that everybody wants, you know, yeah, that, that, but an ordinary car, it goes down in, in value as soon as you drive it off the forecourt. And with, with new properties, I, I personally think they've always been overvalued and I don't know how they get the mortgages. I, 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 they must do some deal with the lender and, and the surveyors because they all seem to value up okay. Yes, that flat is worth 300,000 when, you know, I say, well, the flats in in the area are selling for 250 200 how can this flat be worth 300,000 it's smaller uh, you know okay it's new and shiny new and all that sort of thing but it's always been that way uh, so i think for, um, for property buyers particularly first time buyers get a bit of a raw deal and i know when i bought a, a new house many many years ago okay there was a there was a slump just like there is now but it's a worse slump and it took 6 years before i could sell that property what i bought it for that was in the in the 90s when it was it was it was a bad a bad run it was a big recession property prices were were down for years and years and years and lenders tightened their their, their lending criteria it's hard to even get money from them so so there you go i hope we don't get into that type of situation um but you know we, we will see and, and if you are one of those help to buy uh clients then do drop me some comments drop me a line tell me about your experience with, with that but a lot of them are stuck between a rock and a hard place. We're seeing the return of what's called negative equity, where the, the mortgage is, is, is the mortgage balance is higher than the value of your property. So you can't sell because you would still owe the debt to the lender if you tried to sell. Uh, I mean, in the past, a lot of people sort of gave their keys into the lender as so I'm walking away, but the lender can chase you for years and years after. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it, certainly six years is the time you can chase debts. But... I think the lender could chase people for 12 years. So it, it, don't be surprised if you've done that in the past to get a nasty shock when they if they find you again and write to you and say, right, you owe us 30,000 pounds, which was the difference between, you know, what you we, we got for your property and what you owed 
plus interest, plus penalty charges and all the rest of it. So just, just be careful of that. Don't don't just walk away from a property. Try and stick it out. Uh, maybe rent a room uh, to, to somebody to 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 get the um, uh, you know, to keep to keep paying your mortgage, or just try and hang in there. And of course, a lot of these uh, some some of the, some of these properties, of course, may come with conditions on the lease that don't allow you to rent it out, or, or are a little bit um, inflexible in that way, but. Hopefully you can find a way around it and uh, keep on keep hold of that property until prices then do do catch up and then then you sell it or just keep it uh, as it is. So thanks very much for listening. Now, what 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 you can learn from here is that you need financial education. You need to be aware of money. You need to to be able to look beyond the, the, the headline figure and say, well, what does this mortgage cost? What does this deal really mean to me? And that comes through financial education. And I, I've got a, a webinar coming up next week, which is called Three Steps to Financial Freedom. And we go through the three steps you need to become financially free. And that's, you know, it starts with getting control of your money, uh, you know, because a lot of people just don't have any idea where their money's going. So it starts with that. Money management is very, very important. And also the mindset of, of, of money and how you, you know, because what you think about money, how you feel about money, how you feel about wealth, will affect your decisions throughout your life when it comes to money, saving, spending, and, and all that sort of thing. And then we look at the, the freedom side of things, becoming financially free. So do check that out. Uh, I'll put a link up to that. And uh, be, be next Wednesday, 8 p.m., love to see you there. It's a free webinar, and I, I will take you through those, those three steps to becoming financially free. It doesn't mean you'll become financially free on Wednesday night. It's the steps you need to take to be to start becoming financially free, if you know what I mean. Okay, thanks very much. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, and accumulate more money. Thanks very much, and I'll see you again very soon.